Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of E.W. Jackson for America. It has been a while since I've been on with you live because we've been having work done in the studio. As you can see, I've got a new backdrop. Uh, we're going to bring back our old studio backdrop, but we've had to make some adjustments because we're upgrading everything. So you'll see more changes coming. Folks, it's, it's been something of an odyssey. I didn't expect not to be able to do this program live for a while. I was away for a few days, and I expected to, to not be able to do it. But as it turned out, after the studio was upgraded and improved, there were things that needed to be rejiggered, readjusted, and so forth. Just got all of that done yesterday. So I trust I'm hearing, you're hearing me loud and clear today. Uh, I'm going to be on with you on E.W. Jackson for America. This is a commitment that I have to be on to talk to you about the issues of the day. So I'm not quitting, folks. I'm not giving it up. I'm taking on a couple of other new projects, and you'll learn more about those in the months to come. Got some very exciting things happening. So first, hope all has been well with you. We, we know the condition of the country. I want to get into a couple of issues today. But first and foremost, we got a lot of catching up to do. So let, let's, let's start with the numbers. One week from today, we will host our Stand Awards dinner. This is the 14th year of Stan's existence. It's only the third dinner we've hosted. We did our first one in the 10th year, and then we got interrupted for two years by COVID. So we did another one last year. So this is, our, this is number three, really. But this is going to be an annual awards dinner that we're going to do every year. Uh, pray for us because it's a big undertaking. As you all know, next Tuesday at the Tyson's Corner Marriott, well, some of you may be hearing this for the first time, but next Tuesday at the Tyson's Corner Marriott uh, in Tyson's Corner, Virginia, uh, we will be hosting the dinner and honoring four wonderful, godly, patriotic Americans. Uh, and this is not in order of importance because I give them in different orders from time to time. Alveda King the niece of Dr. Martin Luther King, the daughter of Reverend A.D. King, and a, a pro-life warrior, um, Michelle Bachman, who is a former congresswoman. She is now dean of the Robertson School of Government at Regent University. Uh, wonderful, godly, patriotic woman, done so much to serve this country. Alan West saw combat in uh, three different uh, areas of combat, three different missions, and of course then went on to serve us in Congress. Courageous, godly, patriotic man. And Andrew Womack. Andrew Womack has one of the largest Christian ministries in the world. Andrew Womack Ministries, Caris College, and he has been an outspoken warrior for righteousness um, where, where a lot of people with large ministries compromise uh, they're cowardly, they don't want to run the risk of disrupting what they're doing. Andrew Womack has been forthright and forthcoming in speaking to the issues of abortion and homosexuality and all this gender confusion in our country today because he's a man of God, he's preaching the word of God, and he's not pulling punches. So four great patriots we're honoring. Come on out and be a part of it. The tickets are $150. However, however, because of the generosity of our donors, we still have complimentary tickets available. That's the good news. The bad news is 
We've got to give our final count on Thursday. Okay? So that's only two days left. So if you have not gotten tickets yet and you want to come, get your tickets. We only ask one thing. Please, for all of you who have tickets, for all of you who have complimentary tickets, please, if something changes and you can't come, please let us know. Because if you don't, we have to pay for those dinners. And they're expensive. And it's really not fair to our donors who are giving their money to advance the cause of the organization that we have to then take that money and spend money on food that people won't be able to use because they don't show up. So if you're signed up to come, come. And if you absolutely just can't come, please let us know that so that we take you out of the count and we don't end up paying for dinners that we really shouldn't have to pay for. Okay? All right, good. Now that's out of the way. I hope you'll come, though. That's 7 p.m. next Tuesday, May 16th at the Tyson's Corner Marriott in Tyson's Corner, Virginia. It's going to be a wonderful event. Uh, we will be giving out to those honorees the George Washington Award for taking a stand because George Washington, I believe, God used him more than any other figure to birth this country, the indispensable man, the man who garnered more respect and more admiration, I think, than any other of the colonial figures, our founding fathers. I mean, George Washington was the man, elected president twice by the, the um, Board of Electors unanimously, twice. Not that he didn't have his critics, not that he didn't have his detractors, but I tell you what, they were few and far between as a man carried himself with such carried himself with such dignity and such stature that his character was virtually unassailable. So uh, that's the award we're giving out to our honorees. I hope you'll come and be a part of it. I've got a number of people who are coming um, who you'll you'll want to meet. Oh, let me add one other thing. Uh, I will be signing books immediately following the dinner for people who signed up to be Patriot Partners. And for people who just want to buy the books, I will be signing books. Sweet Land of Liberty, Reflections of a Patriot Descended from Slaves. Uh, if you haven't gotten it yet, it's available wherever books are sold. But if you want to help us and support us as a Patriot partner for a gift of $25 a month or more, I will send you a free signed and numbered copy of the book. Uh, now, if you've already signed up for a book, please be patient. We've been a little bit tied up with the dinner, so I'm a little bit behind in signing books, but we will be getting the books out to you. You can be guaranteed of that, okay? You can rest assured that you will be getting the books. But if you come to the dinner, I'll be signing the books. Oh, and taking pictures, too. I'll be signing books and taking pictures after the dinner. So if you come and you want to get a book or you want to get a picture of me, please show up, and we'll be happy to accommodate you. All right. Here's some really, really, really big news. By the way, at the dinner, <clears throat> you'll learn a lot more about Stan probably than you ever had before. That's, that'll be the other thing. What do we do exactly? I mean, you see me making comments. You see me uh, talking. You see me in these kinds of programs. But what exactly is Stan doing when you're not looking at me or the air? Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll give you some a good sense of that. You'll walk away with a sense of the mission of the organization and the various things we're doing and the various things we want to do. Well, here's one of the things we're doing. And folks, this is exciting. It really is. I've dreamed for 30 years of having a campus in which all the things that God is using me to do can be brought together into one place uh, where we can do a number of different things 
have church, have a youth center. We've got a school, Maximum Potential Christian Academy. Um, we want to have uh, a, a gym, uh, a basketball court. Uh, we want to have a, a, a sports field uh, where kids can play. Um, we, we, there, look, there, there are lots of things we'd like to do. One of the dreams I've sh seldom shared with people, but one of the dreams I've had is really to have a boarding school because, you know, a lot of these kids that we want to help, they need to be pulled out of their environment. They really do, folks. They really do. Because anything you do for them almost gets undone when they go back into an environment that is dysfunctional. And I've often dreamed, Lord, we, we need a boarding school. In fact, you know what? We really need a network of boarding schools across the country to help kids who are growing up in difficult circumstances. And I know that's challenging, and I know it's expensive, but I really believe that for a lot of these kids, take a kid who's coming up in a dysfunctional family, he doesn't even know what a normal family is like. Uh, maybe because of problems with his parents. Maybe they're involved in violence, crime, and gangs, and drugs, and who knows what. But here's a kid with talents and abilities and, and a kid that needs help. But he's, he's being tracked, basically, into the same life that his parents have lived. But maybe, at the very least, they say, you know, let me send him to a school or her to a school that's going to educate them, that's going to develop them and teach them. I've often thought, man, if we could get that kid away from that environment and immerse him in Christian culture and immerse him in, in decency and in order and in a place where he's given a vision for what his life can be or her life can be, aside from what they see around them, the chaos they see around them, what a wonderful thing that would be. Well, folks, we are buying, when I say we, this is my church and Stan in partnership, we are buying 142 acres of land. We've already signed the purchase and sale agreement. We're closing in 60 days. Uh, not, it's not quite 60 now. It's more like about 55 now. But I'm asking you, as you consider helping Stan, supporting Stan, this is going to be something permanent. This is going to be a permanent monument to, to our commitment to God, our commitment to this country, our commitment to rebuilding families, to, to, to providing uh, young kids with a quality education, uh, getting them out of these government indoctrination camps that they call schools, honoring our law enforcement people who are trying to keep these kids safe and trying to keep our communities safe, um, helping to inform people. You know, I, I, I believe in God for a Bible college at some point. Uh, but 142 acres of land will give us the ability to do all of that, all of that. And it's not going to happen overnight, of course. We're not going to move in and, you know, suddenly a year later all this stuff emerges. But we're going to start immediately. We're going to move our church there as soon as we can erect our first building, get our church there. We know we are in a strip mall right now where we're paying rent, get our church out of there and get our church on its own land. Well, folks, believe it or not, 142 acres of land, it's almost being given to us for $800,000. $800,000. I mean, folks, for 142 acres of land, and by the way, this is not swamp land. It's not out in the boondock somewhere where nobody can get to it. This is land in a prime location, in a prime place. 
I can't go into too many more details than that because I'm somewhat circumscribed by a purchase and sale agreement, but I've got to tell you what I'm doing because I need your help. Our goal is to pay for this land as quickly as possible. If we can't buy it outright with cash, we will finance it and pay it off within the first year or two. Uh, I'm asking for your help. I'm asking for your support. And so you can give to, the, to standamerica.us, go to standamerica.us. All the stuff that we're doing, you know, you can just say, well, you know what, I was going to give you 25 bucks. I want to make it 50. Um, or you can go to thecall.org because, again, this is being purchased in partnership between Stan and the church because it is going to be uh, really for Bishop E.W. Jackson Ministries, all of the stuff that God has for me to do. We're going to have our studio there. We're going to have our school there. We're going to have our youth center there. We're going to have a gym. We're going to have, as I said, eventually I really do want to create a boarding school. And this is enough land to do all kinds of wonderful things. Help us. Help us, folks, because this is, this is big. This is big. And it's an opportunity we cannot pass up. I mean, it's enough land that we could, we could develop some things on it. We could, we could actually help create some entrepreneurial opportunities on, on, on land. We could put some housing there for people who want to live in a safe Christian environment. I mean, it really offers all kinds of wonderful opportunities. And we, I'm, just, I'm just excited about it. So, so folks, here again, say, well, how, how, do I, how do I give to that? You can either, you can designate it for that purpose, okay? You can say, go to our, our church website and just give a gift, and you can designate it for that purpose. Say, this is, this is for the, the land. I don't think we have anything on the website that designates it, but I think there is a place for you to make a note. And you just make a note of, of what you're giving it for, and we will dedicate it to this particular project, okay? This particular project. We've already made a down payment. We've already got a purchase and sale agreement. It's now just a matter of closing at the appropriate time. We're putting together all the financial documents, all the things that the banks need, but we're also believing God that someone will step up and allow us to buy this land uh, debt-free. We're, we're believing God for that million-dollar donor, that $800,000 donor. We get a million-dollar donor. We can not only buy the land, but we can begin the process of erecting our first building because I really want to be in that land within the next couple of years. I don't want to stay any... I don't, I, I don't want to leave it sitting there dormant any longer than that, two years maximum. And if we started building right away, it would take us about a year, six months or a year, probably by the time we go through all of the the machinations we have to go through uh, with the city and to get the permits and all that. It's going to probably take a year, even if we started right away. So I'm, I'm allowing myself two years to get that done and be able to move in and into the first building on that land. And that's that building is going to have to take care of our church sanctuary and take care of our school and our youth center because those are the essential things that we're doing right now. And then, so of course, some offices for Stan. All of the materials, I mean, Folks, I have got thousands of hours of sermons, and you know what? They're all in storage. We want to create a, a, a warehouse where all that stuff can go, and we begin, can begin to process all that stuff and make it available to you so that you can, you can hear, what was I preaching 10 years ago, 20 years ago? I mean, early on, I was probably preaching a lot different, but I'll tell you what, I've been preaching the same thing for a long, long time. My wife and I, 
sort of went back to our archives and looked at some of the stuff that I produced 20 and 30 years ago, and I looked at it and said, I haven't changed, have I? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm still saying the same thing. I'm still doing the same thing. I'm still pressing the same cause. I know my country doesn't seem to have benefited from it, but just think what, it would, what the world would be like without you and me. Think what our country would be like without people like you and me standing up for what we know is right. Now, we haven't seen the progress we'd like to see. In fact, we've seen degeneration that we don't want to see. But imagine what we've seen without us. And I guarantee you this, folks. We're going to beat back the forces of evil, and we are going to have a great victory, a great awakening in this nation. And I really believe it's already begun. We can see it in a variety of different ways. So at any rate, a lot, I know a lot to unpack there. The Big Stand Awards dinner and this big purchase that we're doing to house all the ministries of Bishop Jackson. It's going to be wonderful, folks. And by the way, this land's not being bought, of course, in my name. It's being bought in the name of our nonprofit organizations. I will not personally own it. It will be owned by our organizations. In other words, it will, it will outlast me because I'm making preparations right now, thinking right now about the continuation of the ministry beyond my life. Don't worry, I'm not planning to go anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> but, you know, but, but I do want what I'm doing, obviously, to have a shelf life that is beyond me. I do want to continue to promote love of God, love of country, uh, patriotism, preserving this wonderful gift of the United States of America, bringing people together across racial and cultural lines. I want, I want to see an end to this so-called the ghetto, the hood. I want to see an end to that. I want to see this place be an oasis of peace and joy and, 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 and economic activity and productivity and ex ex educational excellence and strong families. See, I believe all this is possible. The word says with men things are impossible. So if I were trying to do it on my own, I'd fail by the numbers. But it says, but with God, all things are possible. And all things are possible to them that believe. And the word of God says, where there is no vision, the people perish. And so you, we've got to have a vision for what we want to achieve. I mean, you know, when I say, for example, I want to see an end to the ghetto as we know it, an end to the inner city as we know it. I mean, how many people have you heard say that? You don't hear that. It's just kind of managing the mess we've got. No, we shouldn't be managing it. We should be bringing an end to it. And the only way we're going to do that is through a spiritual and cultural renaissance. That's the only way we're going to do that. Where, where family begins, first of all, faith in God takes a central place again. Where family becomes of ultimate importance again. Where we drive back these vicious, evil, atheistic, secularistic leftists who are trying to promote this idea of homosexuality, these ideas of homosexuality and gender confusion and, and killing your unborn babies and all this is now supposed to be virtuous. It's not virtuous, it's vice. You get rid of all that stuff and you allow people to build strong family, stable families, husbands and wives and, their, and, and children, mothers and fathers. By the way, we're about to sell Celebrate Mother's Day. I didn't tell you this. This is the last thing I'll say, and then I want to make a comment on some of the issues of the day. Forgive me, but since this is the first time back in a while, of course, I, I've got a lot on my mind, a lot on my plate. As of this coming Sunday, we are start launching something called Celebrate Traditional Marriage and Family Month. It will go from Mother's Day to Father's Day. 
And it is not only an answer to this whole quote unquote gay pride. I don't know how you can be proud of being something you claim you were born as. And I don't know how you can be proud of sin because that's what it is. It's just, just rank degeneracy and depravity. But I don't know how to be proud of that. But we can certainly celebrate, we ought to be celebrating the traditional marriage and family as God ordained them. I don't, I don't have a family flag to fly, but we're, we're going to create one. <laughs> because I'm, I, I'm, I'm just, all this degeneracy that's being promoted, again, as virtue, when all it really is is vice. As progress, when all it really is is degeneration. So we're going to celebrate traditional marriage and family month from Mother's Day to Father's Day. And we're going to call mothers mothers, not birthing persons. And we're going to call fathers fathers, not parent number two. Or whatever, whatever designation they might come up with in this crazy, insane twisting of vocabulary that the left is trying to push on us. No, they're husbands and wives, mothers and fathers, and we're going to start promoting marriage. So you know what, with with that said, let's say two things. Um, You heard about this this football player, uh, Harrison Butker, who spoke at Georgia Institute of Technology, and he, he urged the graduates, get married and start a family. I said, praise God. Because, you know, family formation is weighed down in our country. Children, having children, weighed down in our country. Because the left is promoting this apocalyptic mindset that somehow climate change makes makes it a a horrible place. And you just don't want to bring children into the situation that we're in. I mean, it's just, we've got our first grandchild, beautiful beautiful girl, um, just over one years old. And I tell you what, I haven't heard a single complaint from her about climate change. Oh, granddaddy, why am I here in the midst of all this? I mean, it's just, this stuff is just insane, folks. It's just insane. Her mother takes her on, walks around the neighborhood. I haven't heard of not one, one problem of somehow the world, you can tell the world is about to come to an end. Climate change is driving. I mean, it's just, you know, these people are simply trying to replace God and replace Jesus Christ as our Savior and set themselves up as the saviors of the world. And just like we submit to, in order to be saved, we submit, submit to the authority of Jesus Christ, but he really is God come in the flesh. He really is the savior of the world, and he really is worthy of our submission. He really is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. These people are nothing but pretenders, but somehow they want you to submit to them. Give, give authority over everything in your life to them because they're going to save you from climate change. What would we do without John Kerry? What would we do without an Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to save us? You know what they're going to do? Unless they repent, they're going to bust hell wide open. That's what they're going to do. Because they're racing headlong toward hell. They think they're gods themselves. And they're going to find out that they, when they stand before the true and the living God, that the only hope they had was to humble themselves and submit to him and to his authority and to his word. And instead, they wanted to become their own authority, create their own word, be their own gods, 
and that lands you nowhere but hell and the lake of fire. And all your little good works and all your little, oh, we're for social justice is not going to get you out of it. All your righteousness is as filthy rags. So Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, you'd better repent before you end up standing before the true and the living God. John Kerry, Al Gore, and all these other demigods who think they're bestriding the world and they're saving us from climate change, the creator of the ends of the earth does not faint, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He knew what he was doing when he made the earth. He knew what he was doing when he put us on it. And he knew exactly what we were going to do with it. And believe me, the, the issue is not global warming. It's moral cooling. And the apocalypse is not going to come as a result of climate change. It's going to come as a result of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ to bring true righteousness and true justice to a world in rebellion against him. You better deal with that because that's the truth. Uh, but on this issue of, of children, um, there's a lot of push now to diminish the population. Scientific American just wrote an essay called Good News. The world population is declining and it needs to. See, folks, this is why you can't trust science. I'm not saying science is not valid, and I'm not saying you shouldn't explore it, uh, analyze it, debate it, but you don't trust it. Because science, see, We've been invaded by Marxism, starting with the Frankfurt School primarily, uh, but the influence of Antonio Gramsci and Karl Marx, the Frankfurt School, all of that. We've been invaded by Marxism. And see, Marxism, unlike a free constitutional republic, which our founding fathers gave us, Marxism politicizes everything because it must control everything and everybody. So science is nothing but a tool for Marxist ideology. So you can't trust it anymore because you don't know whether you are give, being given true science or whether you're being given a version of science that somebody wants to give you in order to manipulate you, control you, direct you in a certain way. So Scientific American, right? They've got this article saying fewer people means a better climate and better outcomes for the remaining population, human and otherwise. Now, of course, it's an opinion piece, but Scientific American presumably doesn't just put anything in their magazine, right? So this must, this must be part, let's put it this way. They don't have a problem with this theory. They say less people require less feeding, less energy. Um, we should all be celebrating population decline. Scientific American. Here we go. Here's another one. And I've got, to, I've got to end with this. But the loss of biodiversity is tragic in itself. A world without elephants, hellbender um, salamanders, and the million other species at risk of extinction in the coming decades would be deeply impoverished. So in other words, all the, oh, all the species of animals, they're about to go. And they better read the book of Revelation they better read the book of Revelation and come to realize it's the unleashing of the wrath of God on this earth 
It's God bringing judgment on this earth. That is the issue they better be concerned about and they better be fearful of. And they better get right with God and do it now. You know that old song says, get right with God and do it now. Get right with God. He will show you how. Down at the cross where he shed his blood. Get right with God. Get right. Get right with God. So this is pushing abortion. Remember Ocasio-Cortez saying, oh, I, I don't see how anybody could bring a baby into this world. So, so they're pushing abortion. And who knows what else? Uh, Bill Gates is part of this. And he and his wife, they want to see 3 billion people fewer than the projected 9 billion people, I guess, over the next decade or so. We've got 8 billion people on the planet now. He thinks it should be down to 6. We've got to figure out a way to get rid of 3 billion people. This, this is demonic, folks. It's demonic. And you know, I read an article not too long ago that said, if you put the entire population of the world in Texas, the entire population of the world in Texas, it would be no more dense than Manhattan. In fact, Manhattan is a little bit more dense. And yet they want to tell us, there's no warm world. We're running out of space. I mean, it's, here again, God is the master planner. And he didn't create an earth that was inadequate to the needs of mankind. Here again, the issue is not the earth imploding because of climate change. The issue is the earth and mankind coming under the judgment of Almighty God for our sin and rebellion against him. That's the issue. Well, look, uh, that's going to have to do it for today. I am so glad to be back with you. I will be back again tomorrow and the next day, uh, next week because of the dinner, probably on Monday. I'm, you know what? Uh, well, we'll see what happens. Monday, I usually air my sermon <clears throat> from the week before. It's Mother's Day. I will not be speaking, so I'm not sure what we'll have for you on Monday. And Tuesday, of course, is the dinner, and I will be busy with making sure that all the I's are dotted and all the T's are crossed because the dinner will be happening next Tuesday night. But, and, uh, and I will be away for most of the week next week. But we'll have some good stuff for you. But then the week after, folks, I will be back in the saddle. Uh, because, again, E.W. Jackson for America is here to stay. And we've got a lot of big plans. You stand by for those. I've shared some of them with you today. But you stand by for those. Pray for me. Stick with me, folks. We're going to save this country. If it costs me my life. We're going to save this country. We're going to save this country. We're going to turn this country back toward God. And I don't have any messianic pretensions, but I've said this before, and I, I know you agree with it. I said if I have to be the last person standing up for that Constitution, the last person standing up for that flag, the last person standing up for our Judeo-Christian value system and our faith in Almighty God, I will do it until I breathe my dying breath, but I will never back down. I will never give in. I will never give up. I will never quit. That's my commitment to God and to you. So help me. Go to our website, standamerica.us. And just sow into this ministry and what we're trying to do for the Lord and what we're trying to do for our country. StandAmerica.us or TheCall.org. All right, folks. Stand up. Step up. Speak up. Refuse to back up. Because we cannot be defeated if we will not quit. Because we 
are on God's side.